Mikey Temps, what is new? Mikey Temps. Where did that name come from again? There was somebody at school we used to call Mikey Mikey Temporary, then Mikey Temps. I don't quite know why. Never really got to the bottom of it. I'm all right, mate. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had pretty the most productive day in a while today. I was like, because it's been snowing. I was like, not going to go out. It's too slushy. Probably going to crash. But I thought, I've just got to get out, man. I've just been like in my bed reading for like four days. You know when it just gets too much for you? Yeah. So went out, posted a passport. So I sort out all the Cambodia stuff. And then uh, went for a COVID test, which is weird because it's literally like what you see on videos. If you've ever seen a video of someone doing it where you've just got like a long stick and you have to like do that in your in the back of your throat for like 10, 10 seconds, which is a long time. Wait, and you do that you yourself, right? They can do it for you, but they kind of just talk it, talk you through it. I went mm. to like a walking one in Lai, and it that like it made like my eyes water and stuff. So you're just sort of doing that, and I was like, ah. <laughs> and then you're doing your nose, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you put it, you like you snap because it's a long thing to get down there. You snap it. And you put it in this little um, little thing like that. Obviously, like fucking tiny though, but it's that shape. And you pop it in, and it's got some fluid in it, like some sort of red fluid. Yeah. And you pop your little thing on, pop the lid on, put it in a bag, um, and then they let you know. But I'd be surprised if I had it. Um, but I'm just doing it because some people I was around had it. But that's been the most eventful thing I've done today. And I've just had a bath. That was way too hot. And there we go. And what here are you we saying? Are. I'm saying uh, I watched the entire first season or series of Afterlife with Ricky Gervais yesterday, which was just, have you seen it? I have seen it, yeah. It is, I've never watched a show and thought, well, like, I am this person. I am the main character. I'm Ricky Gervais's character because his humor is so on point. Sad, yeah, yeah, sad boy. Um, no, his, his humor is so like dry, and I yeah. suppose that's just Ricky Gervais, right? But uh, yeah, I, I identified with the humor in it and just how, like, at the job as well. The job, I love that part the fact that he's doing that job because all the like, um, what you, what's the word, all the um, well, all, all the things they were talking about, you know, uh, like a small, small time newspaper. I've obviously lived all those things, uh, you know, even as far as like the uh, local crazy person who comes in and, um, you know, just always wants to be in the paper for nothing, basically. Yeah, it was just so funny. But um, I'm yet to watch the second series. So I think that's six episodes as well, right? Yeah, like I really rate the first series. That woman who makes, she she makes something from like her vaginal yeast or whatever oh, it is. Oh, yeah. The bread. Or like, <laughs> I, i'm trying to remember like all of the different people that they're going to interview now there's one who's really funny it could be like the hoarder guy who's like maybe the that's the guy yeah who what just keeps coming into the office and it's it's not even actually no it's not even him it's the woman who's fat and she gets she, she get like pierced by something like the, oh yeah like she falls on something yeah and she said like it's she's lucky because if her fat wasn't there like it went through the fat and he's yeah. like, no, if your fat wasn't there, it wouldn't have gone through you at all. 
Yeah, and the guy, you know, uh, we were we were talking about this. So the guy, the photographer guy next to him in that scene, like Stark's breaking down, like laughing, but like trying to hold it back. And I was like, "Yo, I don't know if that's scripted. <laughs> I don't know if you just lost the plot, like, because I can imagine that there were so many outtakes. Um, it's like that with Ricky Gervais, though, isn't it? Where I think there's something about him and everything he touches, which is so like English, where it's so easy to relate. Like even when he does all the Golden Globe stuff, because he's so normal and English like, around like the biggest people in LA. It's just funny to see him not take himself seriously in that sense. I think that's what British people are like. They don't really take themselves seriously. So in, of, in yeah. that afterlife, him. he's just moaning, which, which British people do. And then he has funny, sarcastic humour. But underneath it all, there's like a big sort of heart of gold. Yeah. And yeah, that's super relatable. Um, I know people who love both series. I wasn't too fussed about the second one. Yeah. But yeah, I love the first one. I think I cried at the first one when, um, to not give any spoilers, just the whole like drug dealer bit. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm trying not to spoil it for people, but that is the, the one bit that for me at the end, I was just like, that didn't feel wrapped up to me. Like the guy, his brother was asking him about it if he knew that that was what was going to happen. Right. And then that was, he was just like, no. And like, you know, that wasn't touched on again. But I'm like, yo, that's still, I, I thought about it late last night after we'd like watched the final episode. And I was like, that's still really messed up what happened. <laughs> like super messed up. Yeah. 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 Which we can't talk about. No. But yeah, that is a lot better than the undoing. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So how did you get on with that? Because I know, did you watch the whole thing in one night? Yeah, the whole thing in one night. So finished at the last podcast with you, spent the rest of the evening watching that for like six hours. And I was into the whole thing. I was getting annoyed with you. So like on the last podcast, I was talking about how a lot of them tell me things I don't already know, or I feel like I'm watching the same sort of thing. Yeah, He was doing a lot of that where I'm like, there's a lot of filler to drag out like suspense. And I know there's going to be a thing at the end, which I'm happy for if it's good. Just get me quick. and it did, and it got me quick because, again, I don't know. I don't know what we can talk about if you can't give it away. But I suppose just a disclaimer: if you haven't seen the undoing, don't listen to this part. I guess, yeah. Yeah, undo this part. Undo yeah, this part. I think because I loved that. I was talking to Maz about this. I was like, I loved that you're made to believe the whole time it's not him, and I liked it. But they were saying stuff like, "Yeah, he's been a dick." And he's cheated and all that. You know, we're not trying to paint him as a great guy, but he didn't murder someone. And I was like, I do like that because I'm sure that happens a lot in real life where you can just kind of have this bias towards someone and you could wrongly convict him. Because I was trying to pay attention to what the message was. And then just for it to end with it being him, really quite quickly, I was like, I said, was him? Oh. And then I was confused about what the message was. And then Maz was saying she liked it because she's like, no, the whole time you're thinking, oh, no, no, it's not him. But like it was. And the message is people can be sneaky like that, which I get. But I think I just, I was looking forward to find out who it finally was. I was like, was it the kid? Was it his dad? And I thought, I feel like that's too obvious because they're, well, it's too obvious. So I thought, who could it be? And I couldn't wait to figure it out. I thought it may have even been Nicole Kidman. 
Yeah. And then when it just was him, and then he just sort of lost the plot a little bit, I was like, duh. Yeah. But and I think you feel different. Well, uh, it was one of those where, like, I'm usually really good with stuff like that. Like I said, I can sort of pick up on who's done it, you know, who done it uh, pretty quick. And with that, I think, like, a lot of people, I just couldn't. And you had... First, I, I the first thing I noticed... I think it was in the very first episode where the woman who is obviously murdered um, speaks to him. No, sorry, speaks to his wife at the dinner or whatever they're at. And she says a certain phrase. I can't remember what it was now. But she says a certain phrase to the wife that uh, Hugh Grant had also said um, like in the same episode at some point. And I was like, wait, that's that's odd like so that was the first thing i was thinking i was like oh what's going to happen here then obviously yeah she gets murdered and uh, originally i was like set on this idea that it was the boyfriend right i think or the the other husband uh and i was like yeah it's it's him because he's found out about you know them two and it's definitely him then i went back and forth with the idea that when the dad of uh the wife gives them money to bail him out. I was like, yo, it's the dad. I was like convinced it was the dad at some point. Oh which... man, I never would have seen that coming. That's yeah. what I was waiting for. Yeah. And I was like, because he's so willing to help this guy out. I was like, there's something underhand here. And like, so I went down all those kind of rabbit holes. Then when they found the weapon on the kid or in the kid's case, I was like, it's the kid for sure. Um, and then when I thought that, I thought back to the way the head teacher was always on the kid's case, like at school and stuff. And like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you talking to him? And what, you know, it just seemed constantly on his case. So I was like, yo, it's definitely the kid. Like the head teacher is just out too. Like it's definitely the kid. And then, yeah, I was kind of a little bit disappointed. I think disappointed only because when you strip it all back, it was the obvious choice right and i think actually i was disappointed yeah because it's obvious choice but it's that is great writing because it just keeps you guessing the whole way through yeah like it did make you think it wasn't going to be him which was successful writing but i think because i'd entertained that it could be him in literally just straight up he literally did what we have seen the murder to be yeah i'd already entertained that so for it to be that i was like oh i could have already figured that out in the first place yeah. But yeah, and because it was like episode five, I think I text you saying, is this ongoing? Because I thought they can't end it in the next episode. Like it's still really open end. So then I got really excited. Like I can't wait to see how they're going to end it then in one episode without it just being something stupidly obvious. And then they did something stupidly obvious. Yeah. So again, it's going to be, it's going to be a while to get me to like love an ending on one of these mystery things. Yeah, but they we'll, did seem we'll to find they, they seem to wrap it up real quick as well. To me, it all seemed like kind of rushed in that last episode. I was like, okay, well, we know it's him, but like, whoa, sl- like slow it down. Like with that whole bridge ending, it was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm glad it was rushed though, because if it was like 15 episodes just to still end like that, I'd be like, I'd still be watching it now. Like, come yeah. on, yeah, because I half paid attention anyway, and I still liked it even though I was half paying attention. Is there anything, what I wanted to ask you is, is there anything similar that you've watched like that? 
Yeah, mate, The Missing. Yeah, I've not. Best yeah, thing I've... ever. Right. It was on, which it channel, was, on which like, channel was I think it was on BBC One. Oh, right, okay. There was that. It's when I used to like hang out and watch stuff with my mom, and we were just gripped every every week. You got um, Jean Baptiste, the French detective, trying to solve the case. There's two series. There's and the series two where Alice Webster goes missing, mm. but it's so good. Like there's just there's just so like what from what I can remember in the Undoing, you had that moment where he, he's doing the interview, and I think I text you saying. He drops his, probably the best cliffhanger in the series for me, where they're like, oh, do you have any idea of who did it? And then he looks at the camera and he's like, I do, yeah. I was like, who? Like, who then? And that was the best little cliffhanger bit to me. But then it never goes, it never follows that route. No one ever asks him, who do you think then? No. And I was like, oh, so where did that go? But in, in The Missing, every episode is like that, like, oh, What? Well, I feel yeah. like I didn't get that with this. Like, I wasn't like, what? At the end of it. Look, there's a couple of things where, like, he came he came back after you thought he was gone in, like, what, episode two? Maybe episode three? Two or three. And yeah. I, was, I was like, okay, he's back. I was still like, okay, what does this mean? But I wasn't like, wow, never, ever saw that coming. And that's what yeah. the missing had. Yeah. And there was another show that I half watched with my mom, but I know it's really rated and it's also on Netflix. Can't remember for the life of me what it's called. I was just going to Google it, but I don't even know what I'd Google. But it's another British thing. You may have seen it. And there's like a big storm or something in the middle of the countryside. There's a whole family there. I think it may even be Christmas or something. And some guy is in there who's like cars broke down and all this kind of stuff. And it's a bit Cluedo-esque where someone ends up dead and nobody knows who did it. And they're all just trying to like, Backstep and, re- and figure out who did it, which it was good, but I think I couldn't be asked to hang out with my mom at the time, so I just I stopped watching it with it. But if you know what that is, or anyone listening knows what that is, it's a good one, right? <laughs> I'll have to, yeah, you'll have to dig up the name of that and uh, let me know. Do you, do you think uh, Ricky Gervais would ever be in a sort of crime show? Because he, this was a thing when I what when so going back to um, Afterlife. I was like, this is just Ricky Gervais being Ricky Gervais. And I'm yet to really see something where he is not just Ricky Gervais. Yeah, it'd be like when Robin Williams or Jim Carrey do kind of intense things. Mm. I think it'd be really good. He's obviously done his more serious films, like how like a Jim Carrey would do a Truman Show sort of thing. Maybe not as good or as maybe intense. Yeah, uh, I think it's like Ghost Town or whatever else he did. But oh, yeah. yeah, to do like a good almost crime thriller, like how Robin Williams did a lot, or like a film like um, One Hour Photo, which I don't know if you've seen that with Robin Williams. No, no. Oh, you will love that film. I don't know. How, I don't know how you can watch it, but just watch it. Okay. He's um, he's he's this like really kind of reclusive. He's got like like dyed blonde hair and it he just works at this one hour photo like booth in I think a shopping shopping mall. And he, you find out he starts doing weird things where he takes home like the negatives and prints them of all these families and stuff. And he's got this whole wall just full of pictures of other people and they have no idea. And yeah, he's really creepy. He's so good in that film. Uh but yeah, if Ricky Gervais did a thing like that, he's good at like conveying. Uh, very like r- very niche real emotions 
so the so like afterlife is a good example he's quite serious in that and he's yeah. funny yeah but the things he's serious about you could like you say you can relate they're either like really british or niche um or he's just him literally himself about it where it seems really believable so to do that but in a sort of thrillery crime setting he'd probably be really good at it and then he just gets and you find out carl pilkington's the, the murderer or whatever oh, that'd wow. be hilarious <laughs> Yo, did you see about you see why Ricky Gervais is trending today? No. Uh, it's bizarre, man. Like Frankie Boyle of all people uh, has called him out for being lazy, for like a lazy comedian because he's made, oh, what was the term now? Something is like made transphobic jokes. Uh, I'm just like, I, I I think I agree with a lot of Twitter. I'm like, how is Frankie Boyle? calling anybody out i know for transphobic jokes as well i mean even if it's lazy comedy if it worked then that's genius the lazier the better if it works yeah people were like relaying frankie boyle's jokes as well like oh this is coming from the man that said this and i to be fair i don't know stacks and stacks about the man's comedy but i've seen him enough to be like i know what sort of comedian he is and like, yeah, so reading through some of those, I'm just like, yeah, how how is this guy <laughs> like calling people out? Like people are saying, oh, he's turned a, turned a new leaf and he's changed his comedy and, and he's grown as a comedian. I'm like, yeah, but he still has built a career based on like crass jokes and, you know. Yeah, Mr. How- crass, like all of his jokes about like Jade Goody and stuff like that. And yeah. I, d- I doubt like he's like changed. I mean, it's just, it's it's comedy. It's not like he means it per se so why would you need to change like you you make a great point that why is he of all people saying something like that yeah i don't know mate no comment that's mad it's mad have you watched any decent films lately we i'll tell you what i was going to watch oh god the one with their names are going to escape me it's another crime film No, I can't. I can't think right now. It will come back to me. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of sucking into the whole crime thing right now, man. Like real, real bad. You're deep in the crime thing. I used to watch Criminal Minds all the time. It was so good. And before that, that I used to watch Is that like CSI and stuff like that? Kind of. I was just gonna say before that I used to watch CSI in Miami religiously. It's a bit less because CSI Miami's lol with like Horatio Kane. It's like today we have a murder. <laughs> so it's not like that but yeah it's, it's along those lines like just like big ass series um i was into dexter for a bit which isn't so much the same thing but it's still like a crimey kind of murder thing but now i haven't watched anything for a while <laughs> i was asking people for show recommendations the other day and I'm, i was just getting like oh better call saul or yeah. whatever else and i'm like nah, it's really hard for me to just like care like i'd, I'd honestly rather like arrange my wardrobe <laughs> like and like look into like new uh styles to flex and like watch it just another tv show yeah it's it's gotta be really good um there's this new one on netflix with george clooney i think it's called like midnight sky or something like that all oh, right okay that looks cool and he's in an, another kind of spacey one i think which was a disney one which is cool you just wouldn't expect it from him mm. so uh, I might watch that. 
But um, no, nah, mate, nothing no. for a while. Um, hey, I've got a question for you. Go, go ahead. On the same same sort of topic. Yeah. Um, what's one thing you'd like to change about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Probably be more productive in a, in a non. I was thinking about this today because I was watching, uh, you know, Stephen Bartlett, social change, Stephen Bartlett. He did like an end of year or Christmas day special, sorry. Or it might be an end of year special. I don't know what he called it. But it was like yeah, an end of year slash Christmas special on YouTube. And he was talking about um, being more uh, productive through, oh, what is it called? Parkinson's Law or something. You ever heard of that? It's funny. I don't know. If oh, no, is- no, that's Pareto Principle. But yeah, I think what yeah, it just got me thinking, up. it just got me thinking I'd rather, I'd like to be more productive, not for the sake of being productive, but because I've got better ideas or more ideas or I'm not wasting time worrying about the little things. Because you know me, like I'll stress for three hours about the color of a title when I could be recording more stuff, you know. So probably that. Probably that. Yeah, like designating your efforts to something more productive yeah exactly yeah yeah so that's that's like so it's ending almost a habit of focusing on the little things like you say stress stressing the small stuff yeah and just cultivating a different habit of how can i naturally focus on the things that are going to push me forward more i think more, because more so than just than just the changing of a color on a thing like what's the thing that will really make a difference yeah and i think with the way my brain works where i am stressed about the little things um i'll end up not wasting time but like n- not necessarily taking action if that makes sense i know taking action is like oh a bus term and it's like yeah take action but like when i get in that mindset of like okay action you know just doing rather than thinking and getting out of that headspace and getting out of my brain for a little bit. That's probably when I'm most productive. When I forget about the end, uh, end, um, what am I trying to say here? Result. End result. Yeah. When I forget about the end result and just do stuff and continually do stuff, um, I find it's, you know, I'm more happier and, Life is better, really. Would you find there's certain circumstances that put you in that place where you can end up just doing rather than thinking or um, going around in circles with stuff? Like, you know, is there a thing that gives you more inspiration to do it or more motivation? Or do you have to always, like, force yourself? Like, what what's the difference? Um, I think, for me, it is ironically it's like my brain that does it at the same time like i have to think consciously right just do it and then just like say if it was a podcast or a piece of writing or something i have to consciously think you know just put it out just put it out and forget about it move on to the next thing i think if my if i preoccupy myself with another thing straight after i put that thing out and then i'm fine then so what happens if you don't preoccupy yourself i'll i'll be constantly scrutinizing it and trying to you know i will be overthinking stuff over over analyzing and like picking up on the little things i probably wanted to go back and delete stuff or like edit them or you know um, so yeah think- it's um 
you're like you're living on like a razor's edge, aren't you, with that? Where it's not uh, a bad thing because there's two there's two different sides to the coin with it. Where you can either put out very little, but those things. Really, what I'm trying to say is, it all comes down to what makes you happy about what you create, because you can be the right write one thing every day guy just put it out never edit and you grow as you grow as you go yeah that should be a term and then there's the no you can spend two months on one video where you perfected like a uh, let's say if you're just making like a kind of youtube documentary or whatever you've perfected a script you've perfected all your 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 cuts and your scene changes and the flow and the story of it and you've created uh, a funnel around it and for it to be released at this time and this social thing like you can or you can do that and, and you can do that with the first one but the point is one of them can be way more thought out and you could do revisions of it go back tweak it and perfect it there's no there's no right or wrong with it um it's, it comes down to what you enjoy doing i I love doing that. I, so I love when something just naturally comes out and you're like, boom, okay, uh, done. That was fortunate. Yeah. But a lot of the time, I, I used to, um, when I used to overanalyze, it was usually a kind of comparison and desperation game for me. So an example is with music, I'd overanalyze a song I'd done. And I'd think, ah, oh, this influence I have, I could put something from that sort of style in the verse riff, or I could just change the guitar tone entirely. Or, well, actually now I like all these other types of music as well, where I could, ju- I could just like be really different and put in like a 12 minute instrumental bit where like someone sings, which has never been done before. And it'll be, but then I'll be like, ah, oh, but that might not work because that's not how we usually sound. And then how long is that gonna take me? And then. A few things had happened. I'd either like give up and be like, oh, I can't, I don't even know where I'll begin with all that. Or I'd start and it just ended up going nowhere because all I'm really doing is being desperate, like I said, for it to be something better or different or unique. Um, or yeah, I just, I'd overthink it when I don't need to. Like thinking just be what it can be. So I switched into that just getting just getting things out um and that is a natural byproduct of me not really doing it for anyone else but at the same time you could be like i'm not doing it for anyone else mike but so i'm just doing it for me and if it's going to be for me i want it to be like absolutely perfect so i'm going to spend a lot of time and i'm going to focus on that font yeah i think the difference is you just you're not focusing on the font color hoping it's going to make all the difference on like a youtube thumbnail or whatever you're doing it because the art you're creating which is what it's all about in the first place for you to be happy with what you have created for you you want that color to be bang on for you not for anyone else and if that's the case then do it all day and you're not not being productive Um, yeah i think i think it's i think it's a mixture of both right so Whilst the color thing would would be for me because I am that particular with certain things like that, I think there is also an element of um, 
you know, I am thinking, oh, this might make it look better online or, you know, so there is, I'm always paying attention to how this will look to the outside world as well as how I feel about it. Um, I think, yeah, there's always just a, a bit of a balance there. But um, I had the same thing with music, right? So when I used to make music, um, I would, like if you've ever had an album or something, an EP or whatever that you've listened to, or even just a song, and you thought, yeah, I want to do exactly that. Like I want to, perhaps it's an effect or something. Like I can't remember, there was this, so an album, an EP that made me want to make music in that style was uh, by an artist called uh, Baths. Uh, and he made music under a, a different moniker, I think, Geotic, right? And the thing, the EP was called uh, Bless the Self. It was like 14 minutes, proper like ambient with like like a lo-fi lo-fi type beat sort of thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but then the, I think, yeah, I remember I've shown you. I'm not, and one of the tracks, I don't know the technical term for this, but it was like the bass or whatever was like being like almost like sucked in to the rest of the track. Oh, I can't remember the name of the effect. Anyway, after listening to that, I spent hours and hours and hours like reading about how to do it and like how to emulate it. And, you know, instead of just creating what could have been like, you know, an EP of my own ideas and stuff, I was obsessing over how can I get the same exact like formula? Do you know what I mean? So I think when you're doing stuff like that, if I'd have taken the approach I'd take to like the title color thing with music, it might've been a bit different. I think where I would have done it because I really wanted to do it. Um, But in that sense, yeah, it was like, Oh no, I want to create something just like that. I mean, do you ever have that with music where you want to create something exactly the kind of touched on this last week, right? But, it begins like that. Um, I think a lot of people begin like that, where you hear a thing, you think, or you see a thing, or whatever, and you think that's sick. And then when you can do it, you're like, "This is sick that I can do it. Oh, I can create my own now." And you start doing stuff that's similar to the thing that you liked in the first place. But it is just a different vein of the same thing. And so it goes back to what I was saying the other week about, or the other day about my first band. I was just creating a different kill switch engage mm-hmm. and i loved it but in the wider sense of like what the world wants they don't want another one they just they only need the one yeah and it's not to say you just pay attention to like what the world wants like i like doing it and i'm happy about it but that was also attached to this desire to be the next kill switch engage and it's like just understanding you won't you won't be the next one by just trying to be them because no one can be them as, as good as they can be so it's not really about like what's right or wrong or like what the right color is or whether you should spend ages on that or not spend spend two years on it if you want it's just the answer is already the, the question should be what is making you think that you focusing on a color for two hours is a problem what's making you think it's a problem because it's not mm. yeah i get that i don't know i think it it was for me it's like oh i associate it with a lack of productivity or a lack of uh, finishing things uh, mm. yeah i think that would be it why have you got to finish it in any specific time i haven't i just think especially like coming back to that stephen bartlett thing 
We're not related, by the way. <laughs> um, I think it was like he was talking about how he. Oh, what did he say now? I can't remember exact terms, but it was like if he sets a certain amount of time for something, and which goes back to that law, he he gets it done in that time. So he was on about his diary and how he was almost taking his to-do list and putting it into his diary. So he had a certain slot of time to, to do it instead of it just being a to-do list. You have all the time in the world to do it. Cause then you're less likely to do it. And you know, or you, you know, you spend a lot longer than needs doing it. Um, so it just got me thinking about that. Like how much time, if I said to myself, right, you've got two hours to edit, how much time would I actually spend caring about the title color or how much time would I care about subtitles or anything like that? You know? Um, yeah. So I guess I've just been trying to figure it out myself. Really? I'd ignore the whole thing, man. I think what, <laughs> I think what that is, is just another five steps to be as productive as X. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I released about five different podcasts every week because over a week I ended up, it just, it just happened. It, it came out of me really. It was, I ended up having a lot of conversations with people about issues and I didn't agree with how they thought about issues. And then I wrote down my own thought process about issues in a non opinionated form, just in a sort of truth form, which is what I am all about. And I haven't had any other massive light bulb to be like, hey, I need to write a thing about this that isn't just a tweet. And I won't do until it happens. Yeah. So I ignore all the be consistent, do something every day thing. The people I like, right? What, what makes something valuable? It's rarity. And I love the people that do something once in a blue moon. Like if someone I haven't heard of, I, I love their content. Their content can be standard. It can be the same image on everything, not even any video. And if I love it, that's all that matters. I don't even care what color it is. It's what they're saying. It's who it's coming from is what I care about. Yeah. And then when they drop a thing after six months, I'm like, I'm on it. I'm stopping what I'm doing. and I'm listening to it. It could be a minute long. It could be four hours because I crave what this person does. If they did it every week, I'd probably get bored of it. There's a, there's a lot of people actually like that, that follow that formula. Like Ryan Holiday's one, he used to love what he did. And then he just became the daily stoic and it was too much. And I think people who try and be a stoic are just frauds now. <laughs> and I think he's a little bit of a fraud, but I still like Ryan Holiday, but I liked it when he, out of nowhere, he just dropped this video, which is all about how he writes. And I, I sent it to you and it wasn't to be like, hey, use this to help you. It was just an interesting thing that you could watch from a guy who's got a background in marketing, writing, mindset stuff. I was like, it was just cool that he dropped a video like that. And there's a lot more effort in, put into it. It was different. It wasn't just him re-saying another Marcus Aurelius quote or whatever it was. And I think people who get on the hamster wheel of you've got to post content every day, and that's not me saying it's you, or be consistent or be productive. This is why I said when I was like that, it was like a desperation thing. And then it, it meant I stopped enjoying it. 
there's nothing I don't enjoy about anything that I create because it happens when it happens. I haven't wrote music for the best part of a year. I don't care if I'm not adapting to the pandemic and building a pipe ready for when it's over. I don't care. I know people that are and it's doing nothing for them. I'll write music when I want to write it and people that like it will be buzzing when something's finally out. If I would have recorded a new track every month right now, maybe nothing had happened. If I write a new blog article and do a podcast every week, maybe nothing will happen. It's it's literally about ignoring all that. Ignore how productive he is. That works for him. Does it mean, does it mean if it worked for you, if you've seen how he does it, if it worked for you, you we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So you just need to do what works for you. And you could say, well, I'm in, I'm stuck in this little world of, oh, I want to be productive, but I feel like I'm not being productive. And that's why I say it comes down to the, why do you feel like there's anything wrong with how long it takes you to release a thing? Or why do you think there's anything wrong with how long it takes you to figure out a color? Like there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's like, it's like the, the Gary Vee world of just like, create, get it out, productive hustle. You got to yeah. work more like, more than the next guy and that's that's just a whole working hard myth and working smart really is also kind of another myth but working smart is smarter because it ignores all the all the working hard stuff you'll you'll work hard right but it'll be easy for you in a sense what you love the whole the whole reason people say do something you love is because you can outcompete anyone because you like doing it you'll work more on it when there's tough times because you just have to do it and these are the other things that mean you kind of outwork the competition if that's a thing that you care about but again they become they become byproducts it's not like intentionally outwork the competition by doing he's doing 12 bits of content a day i'll do 15 Oh, guys doing 20, I'll do 25. That isn't it. Like, that's just this numbers game, which you'll just, you'll never win because there'll always be someone else. Yeah, yeah. And you'll hate it. So you win it by just doing, like I said, you're just, you're just doing you and you're just being yeah. smart about it. Um, otherwise, you'll end up just being another one of the million people who end up not really liking what they do because they're trying to outcompete, they're trying to hustle with it, they're trying to be more productive, they're trying to be, it's not about doing anything. It's about stripping back all that crap, all of it, and just going, what do I like doing? I'll do it and make it how I want when I want. Yeah, yeah. And anything else is just being desperate for it to either, I don't know, give you fame or money or approval or replace a job or... And it just won't work. Winning boy. You can get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole whole inch thing that we were talking Mm -hmm. about, so... I wouldn't, I wouldn't even stress about your color thing, mate. I think, cool. I mean, I don't care either way, but I liked it when you made that title black instead of, instead of green. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what I think, but I preferred it in black. So I'm yeah. very happy that you stress about color for that amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even if I didn't like it and you did, the same applies. It's still a good thing. Nice. You, you do, you. Mate, get that. Before we do the next episode, please send me the title of that show, and I will do the same as you did with the undoing and binge watch, binge watch the whole thing in an evening, and then come back 
like well i'm gonna have to watch it with you mate because like i said i watched maybe two episodes yeah 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 i'm gonna put uh british crime dramas on netflix and i'm pretty sure i'll find it um rather quick but yeah right i've got um i've got another question for you you ready uh it's quite it's quite a big one shoot what makes you feel accomplished oh that is a good question what makes me feel accomplished if you Um, you care about that not necessarily it's not something i pay a lot of attention to it's not something i think about a lot don't really feel like what's going to make me accomplished today um yeah what about you uh well I thought this question would go down a deeper, a deeper wormhole, but um, I'm not bothered about accomplishment. Meaning, I judge myself by if I haven't done this thing, I haven't accomplished a thing. But you do get that sense of com- um, I, I don't know how to put it into a sentence, but like completionist, where you've done, you've done you've done a thing naturally. Like when I write a song, when I was like, oh, I've just got to, I've just got to pick up a guitar and then it's done. And then the next day I'm like, wow, I don't even know where that came from, but I wrote a whole song yesterday and it's great. Yeah. Love that. I yeah. feel like accomplished then because I did something naturally and it was effortless. Um, and it's just cool. I feel uh, accomplished I think... when I wake up like this dude right here. <laughs> Sonny's on the line. Yeah. I think I've found the show cool uh it's called one of us one of us right okay well that's gonna be my entire next couple of days thank you very much sir if it if it even takes that long mate um no it won't yeah it won't let's be honest it's good good, because i remember you wouldn't have known the reference it's got um it's got the guy from sliding doors in it you and me were talking about sliding doors and we were walking by there i don't know what it's called I'm going to call it Acorn Building at the end of Spennels. And you were saying everyone that works there says it's crap or something. Begins with an A. Oh, Amada. Amada, close. Yeah. And I was like, the thing you've just described about a reality but happening at the same time is sliding doors. And the guy from Sliding Doors who cheats is in it. Uh, I think Gendry from Game of Thrones is also in it. Right. We'll, look, we'll watch it at the same time, mate. So That sounds good to me. We can discuss it. This will end up becoming a thing where we just discuss like a crime drama. <laughs> yeah, show us every week. <laughs> well, um, man, thank thank you very much for coming on and blessing me with your beautiful views, as always. All right, mate. Views from the sick, as always, mate. Yeah. Always good chats. Right, I shall catch you next week. A goodbye. Goodbye.